It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to the show. I am fired up to talk today with my guest. Joining me is Doug DeVitri, author of Screen to Screen Selling, How to Increase Sales, Productivity, and Customer Experience with the Latest in Technology. You know, it's a given that how customers buy has changed. You know, that little thing called the Internet has irrevocably changed how buyers identify their needs and research and evaluate products and potential vendors, which means that we need to also change how we sell. And more and more of the sales process is conducted remotely or virtually, and it just isn't the same as selling in person. It's different, and not necessarily worse, but sometimes often better. But it is different. And my guest today, Doug DeVitri, is going to help us start it out. Doug, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Andy. Thank you for having me on your show today. Well, my pleasure. So take a minute and tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get involved with sales, and what led you to writing this book? Well, you know, I, I got started in real estate sales back in 2004. And then what ended up happening is... Um, you know, I, I did really well at that, and I was really good with the technology. And then, you know, I got involved with Toastmasters, and people started um, asking me to speak to their group. And then people started asking how much you charge. And what ended up happening is I built a whole speaking and consulting business, um, trying to teach real estate professionals on how to use the latest technology. And what had happened for, gosh, for five years on the road, 180 days um, a year on the road. Um, I, I had to say to myself, gosh, there's got to be a better way to be able to help my clients make better decisions, make them faster, add more value than anybody else, and really um, create an experience that had never been done before uh, to, uh, to change the way that we communicate, um, not just you know, in person, but also you know, screen to screen with what we're, what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. And so what did you... What did you discover when you decided, okay, you had this epiphany, <laughs> okay, this has got to change. What was the next step for you? Yeah, so, so the opportunity be, became bec- in a way of visually expressing ideas in a way that was more about the customer rather than what I had prepared. You know, I think even back in 2008, I was doing train the trainers on how to, how to create PowerPoint slides. <laughs> you know, and, then, and then after delivering PowerPoint slides for, for many years, I said, well, wait a minute, this, isn't, this, is more, this is more about presenting rather than connecting with my audience. And so if I was really wanting to solve problems, not just give people a bunch of ideas and say, uh, go at it, good luck. But <laughs> if I wanted to really solve problems, I had to be in the moment with uh, my, my audience. I had to frame problems that's, that, that solved some of the challenges that they were working with um, and really kind of give them the solutions that were that missing piece rather than overwhelm them with all of the tools that are available. Well, it's sort of interesting. You talked about being in the moment more. It, that's really relevant, whether you're talking about doing this virtually or doing it, you know, in the moment or you know, face to face with the customer. Right? Yeah, I've, I forget. I forgot who said it best, but uh, you know, to, li- to use your ears and mouth in equal proportions. Right. Uh, you know, in in the remote selling environment, the dynamic is is really changed. Um, you know. Traditionally, or even before, and still works today, is just using the telephone. But when you add a, a component where you're able to see somebody, you know, in their environment, and they're able to see you, you in your environment, and that you can 
um, really dissect their problems using a digital whiteboard in a way that they've never seen before. It really speaks volumes to the trust factor of of working remotely because let's face it, if somebody hasn't met you before or somebody just kind of sees your marketing, they want to know more about you, it can be really challenging to do that over the phone. So, you know, using some of the technology that we recommend kind of gives you an edge over maybe somebody who's just relying on a on a phone or scripts, you know, and that, and that type of teleconference dialogue. Or perhaps even in person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, it's the the principles are, are really the same in selling. It's just the examples are different. And well, when we get down, to, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was thinking is that that as you were sort of talking about the points is that yeah maybe actually there's something here that says that in some instances you might actually be more effective with the prospect in sort of a virtual meeting, screen to screen, rather than in the room. It seems like I don't know, sort of my experience is that when I'm one on one with somebody online and we've got, you know, breach on video, I've, you know, my face is, my face is framing the screen or, you know, largely framing it. Um, yeah, you have to be pretty focused, yeah, right? And, I mean, your eyes aren't going to wander. Your attention doesn't wander. You're not going to check your phone. You're going to check email. I mean, <laughs> right. you've, you're going to be really focused on that person. And I just, as you talked about being present, you know, I wonder to some degree whether there aren't certain instances where you're actually more present, more focused, when you're doing remote selling through, you know, face to face video, whether you can Zoom or GChat or or you know Google Plus Hangout or or Skype. Yeah, and there seems to be there seems to be a a um, a disconnect in how how others are positioning screen to screen selling or even saying webinars are are the way to be able to present dialogue. You know, I think that. <clears throat> Well, what I've found to be successful is to escalate a client, um, especially when you're working with them the first time, to continuously build up the fact where you're then able to position your expertise. So let's say if we're just talking, you know, if we if we initiate a conversation over the phone, then we have to sell it in the customer's best interest on why doing a screen share or why doing a video meeting is in their best interests. Um, because you know, sometimes if you install a software on a customer's computer, you know they might they might get a little wigged out about that. They might not necessarily be confident. So really, you know, building that trust initially um, <clears throat> is critically important. Uh, sec- second is is if we get into video video to video conversation where I can see you on video and you can see me on video, that's the time to ask really good questions and to, and to really listen to the dialogue, not not to do any speaking. And it becomes a point in that conversation when you've done some really good, you've asked some really good questions and the customer's given you kind of um, where they are maybe in the moment and, and the customer will say, well, tell me what you mean about that specifically or how do, how do you mean or, or can you give me a specific example? Then that gives us the opportunity as a sales professional to visualize the dialogue using a digital whiteboard. Um, so forget about your slides. Bulleted slides are gone with the, gone with the tides. It's time to create our slides more dynamic, more visually, so then that way they can kind of get that whole picture of what the transaction is going to be like rather than try to sift through, you know, a bunch of slides hoping that that one slide was, you know, what they wanted on a webinar. Yeah, well, I think so a couple things to break down. So not to have jumped too far ahead for people that are listening, but when we talk about screen-to-screen selling, you know, we're talking about using not just video but other tools that you can use to help you know, communicate your message from your screen to the customer screen. So, you know, it's remote selling. 
And but there are, you know, I think people sort of just default to thinking, oh, well, hey, we're going to do Skype and that's it, right? And there's, there's so much, <laughs> right. there's so much, there's so much more than that. There's so much more, and just like a just like a carpenter pulls out different tools for different uh, jobs, you know, let's say in a re- in a, in a reservation or at a, you know, in a renovation. It's our job as a sales professional to choose the right tool in the right moment rather than assume that the tools that we're going to work are going to be best for the customer, right? So, you know, I get, I get the question asked, you know, what's the best tool for, you know, a screen-to-screen meeting? Is it Skype? Is it Google Hangouts? Is it Zoom? Is it Join Me? Well, what is it? Well, I default to whatever the customer is most familiar with because what we need to do is look at, if we're really concerned about the customer experience, is to then ask ourselves, well, what, are the, what is the customer using already that's going to increase the likelihood that we're going to start a meeting on time, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's one, right. So three minutes <laughs> downloading, go to meeting, right? <laughs> if somebody has to download a software, you know that delays a meeting. If somebody has to update their 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 computer in order to start a meeting, guess what? Meeting's not going to happen. Then you're back to the phone or or face to face. So um, really figuring out what the customer is most familiar with is is critically important. And I guess to even add to that, you're, you might have work with some corporate clients. The only meeting tool that you can use is their tool because of some of the security settings they have right, right. in their IT network. So we really have to be sensitive, not just to um, what specific tool that they're that they're using, but also be adaptable to that tool, so that we can really communicate and solve the customer's problem in a in a in a fun and unique way. Yeah, and I think that maybe we'd even take a step back here. So, you know, the screen to screen selling can start pretty early in the sales process. Obviously, it seems like in certain segments, so we're seeing in in certainly like SaaS companies, uh, software as a service companies, and so on, that there's the sort of this rush to doing a demo, right? <laughs> and so, you know, you have your sales development rep reaching out, talking to the customer, trying to get that appointment for that demo, which, yeah, granted is a form of screen-to-screen selling, but is that really the best first step? It's, it's not. In my opinion, it's time to dump the demo, and it's really time to start Start, start listening to what the customers need. Um, you know, many of the demos that are out there or the, or the idea of the pitch, the, the pitch, the customer pitch, um, is completely built on assumptions, right? The assumptions that the customer needs to know, what I know, the, the salesperson knows, what the customer needs to know in that specific order, right? So we have to really think about what problems are we trying to solve and be in the moment to listen rather than figuring out what our script is and what we're going to say next in some sort of, you know, predetermined order. And I find when we do that and we're listening, we build trust at a higher level that then allows us to get in specifically to their, their needs. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little difficult in general to use, um, a pitch or a, a demo as a discovery tool, right? Because <laughs> right, because really, I mean, most of what you're if you're using the demo just to sort of say, hey, this is what we can do, a survey of what we can do. Customer pretty much knows that, right? They're going to be online after they spoke to the SDR. If they weren't online before with your company, they're going to go through your website. They sort they get it, right? Unless it's something completely different. But they may even do a free trial, you know, for the software if you're offered. So, yeah, it seems like. You know, the technology really enables, you talked about, to be able to get in and start building the trust earlier that, you know, especially if you don't have the ability to go out and talk to the customer face-to-face. So what are some of the tools that you recommend people use sort of on that first contact for uh, building that trust, doing a discovery of the customer needs? 
Yeah, so so again, it goes it goes back to what the customers might prefer. Now, if if the customer doesn't have a specific preference, you know, and let's say you're having a, a, a conversation just on the telephone, you know, then we have to we have to kind of start asking questions to ourselves. You know, are they going to be comfortable talking with us about video? You know, who is this customer they're really really working with? Uh, because if the customer's not comfortable using video, then maybe that's a feature that you disable in the meeting invitation that you send out. Or you just use a simple tool like Join Me to do a simple screen share. Um, I like I like Join Me just because it's just real easy to um, send a customer link, and then it's it's web based, so they don't need to download anything. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then from there, if I let's say if I get their interest enough from there, then I might move to another tool um, like like Zoom that has the video component into it. So I think that we really have to be sensitive to our customer what they're using and then start to adapt and kind of pull the you know the right tools at the right time uh, to help them. Well it's a great a great thought, right? So if you're thinking about using you know screen to screen selling and you're talking about using tools you said join.me or go to meeting. Yeah. Even those that have Skype, even those that have video capability is yeah. Yeah, you do need to have some sensitivity at least up front as to whether the comf- the customer is comfortable enough going on screen. Because initially yeah. they're not all that way, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah. So what I what I a tip I learned from somebody, which I think is sort of an interesting interesting tip, is he would go on and he would turn his camera on. He wouldn't ask the customer to turn theirs on. So he, as the salesperson, would always have his camera on. And eventually, what he'd find is the customer, or the prospect, if you will, decided, well, this is sort of odd that he's <laughs> awkward. He's on he's on camera, and I'm not. I'm gonna turn my camera on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a that's a great tip, and I've I've found that to be, to to work very well too. Um, one of the things I'd I'd also add to kind of the tools in in your tool belt is an app. Um, I don't. Know, I use an iPad. Um, I'm all Apple. Um, you might use Android, and there's obviously other apps that probably do the same thing. Um, but it's an app, iPad app called Doceri. That's D O C. E-R-I. Now, the, it's, what it is, it's a whiteboard type of app or, you know, if you work like uh, Dan Rome style, back of the napkin, you know, um, it's a great platform agnostic whiteboard app. So what I mean by that specifically is, is depending on which meeting tool that you use, you know, Skype has a screen share feature. Uh, Zoom has a screen share feature. GoToMeeting has a screen share feature. Uh, WebEx has a desktop sharing feature. Mm-hmm. Now, when you activate that sc- screen share feature inside of that web meeting tool, then you can kind of create, you know, then you can activate an app such as Doceri to then, you know, your sc- whole computer screen turns white. Now, if, you're, if the screen share feature is activated, then the customer's screen will then turn white. And then, so then that allows you to, you know, start, you know, conceptual, asking questions, conceptualizing value, even insert specific slides, you know, that are fill in the blank, not bulleted list, but full, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. So then you can engage a customer in a dialogue. And so the reason why I just like Doceri is because no matter which meeting tool that I'm using, I know, I now know how to use one whiteboard app rather than trying to learn 10 different whiteboard apps that have different features, different buttons, um, you know, et cetera. So Doceri, is it, it's not just a blank screen. Does it have uh, like flow charting capabilities and so on, or how does that work? Yeah, great. So it, obviously the whiteboard is, is the feature. So I'll use it either as a whiteboard feature or I'll use it annotations for presentation slides. So, so you might see on my computer screen, 
um, you know, we're talking about a specific slide and it's fill in the blank. Now, when it gets to a question, um, this is something I learned from my mentor, Alan Weiss, is when you have the question and you have the visual, you start to control the conversation. So um, when that when that visual, you can insert a visual using Doceri just by clicking on a picture icon and then it looks in your photo library from the right pictures. Well, if your pictures are diagnostic visuals or, or maybe they're pro sales process maps that show the, you know, the customer journey, then you can you know, quickly you know, start to highlight, start to annotate, um, and really kind of you know, maybe ask a question, you know, where, are you, where are you in the process? And by you annotating the slide shows that you're listening. Um, and you know, for, for the customer, because many mm -hmm, times mm -hmm. you just don't know if you're listening, you know, if, you, if I can't see you and you can see me. So it's a great way to, you know, start to uh, annotate some of the slides or insert a visual in the moment. And then one of the features I really like about it is the visual summary aspect. Let's say if there's 10 different points that we covered or 10 different whiteboard slides, or, you know, it's like the traditional flip chart <laughs> pages that you tear off, rip off, and you see people taking pictures of it. Right, right. <laughs> you know? um, so, you know, the idea of is it to send all those annotations as a quick PDF summary that highlights it, that, that helps the customer remember, you know, what was discussed in a 30-minute conversation. So that increases the likelihood that they understand what the value is, is that they have. And especially if you're working with the decision-making team, you know, everybody can kind of compare notes, uh, whereas your competitor is probably just praying or hoping that the, <laughs> you know, that, um, that the customer remembers everything that was said. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. And the one thing you can count on for people who are listening to the show is, yeah, you use a tool like Doceri, which you need to spell for us again here in a second, is, yeah, you're going to you're going to be you're going to differentiate yourself. And that's such a critical thing to think about, right? In heavily competitive marketplaces where, you know, commoditization of products and services happens very quickly. Yeah. How do you stand out? As I talk about in my books, it's not what you sell, it's how you sell it that really becomes that first line of differentiation. This is a great way to think about doing it. So the name of that tool again, do series spell it again? Yeah, it's as D O C E R I. D-O-C-E-R-I. And in fact, in, it's becoming, it's very popular in the education market. Um, you know, traditional, you, you know, universities and schools are replacing the old Blackboard, mm -hmm. you know, that costs several thousands of dollars. Now you've got, you know, $40 app. Um, it's free for the iPad, but when you connect it to the computer, you know, it's, it's like 40 bucks. Um, you've just differentiated yourself because now you can draw on the screen. Now you can engage people in a new way. And, Boy, I mean, there's there's nothing better than when a customer says, you know, thank you for sending me that visual summary because there's no way we would have been able to remember everything that we talked about because, you know, we moved fast, we moved to the point, we got to issues. Um, so that's, that'll definitely give you the edge. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Okay, we're going to take a short break here. But before we do, I'm going to pose a question to you, Doug, that I ask all my guests, and it's a hypothetical scenario. So you are, in fact, people that listen to the show frequently are probably saying it along with me. So you've been hired as a new sales manager at a company whose sales really need to be turned around. They start stalled. Upper management's really anxious for you to get things changed in a hurry. So what two things would you do your first week on the job that could have the biggest impact? Yeah, great so question. Think about that, and we'll be back after the break and get your answer. My guest today, Doug DeVitri, Screen to Screen Selling. Attention, sales leaders. Would you like to give your sales team the tools to drive more quality connects, scale their outreach, and spend more time selling? Well, you can with LiveHive. 
get your ROI. Try it now at livehive.com forward slash ROI. That's livehive, L-I-V-E-H-I-V-E dot com forward slash ROI. All right, welcome back to the show. My guest today, Doug DeVitri, author of the book, Screen to Screen Selling. So before the break, I posed my hypothetical scenario to you. New sales manager, need to turn around sales. What did you do in the first week on the job that have the biggest impact? What were those two things? Boy, the first thing that I would do is get down to root cause of what's preventing the the sales productivity in the first place. Um, you know, there's there's probably two things. One is looking at the, what are some of the barriers to sales to sales success. Now, that could be the lack of having the right people on the team. That could be having having the wrong systems or having the wrong technology in place. That could be mean having the wrong policies that are really preventing. Um, you know, the sales performance that the team is capable. And that a lot of that comes from the, the mindset before you even get into the skill set. So creating a creating a culture around around moving some of those barriers to sales success all the way down from the top from the frontline rep to the to the customer support. Um, get rid of those barriers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing would be is to look at the customer experience and then identify things that bug the customer and rem- and remove those as well. So that could be, you know, maybe maybe the the response time is a little bit uh, too too long in order to, you know, get get back to a lead. Or maybe it's the you know, the length of the decision making cycle just takes way too long. Or maybe it's um Maybe it's you know the fact that you know working with the customer portal or the transaction management system just isn't working to meet the customer's satisfaction. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so when looking at kind of solving some of those issues, um, whether the barriers or the irritants will will definitely make the biggest impact. And then you know you're you're then you're smooth sailing from there. Excellent, like it. Thank you. So back to our conversation about screen to screen selling. Yeah, one of the key things I talk about, and I know that you stress as well in your book, is you know, every time you interact with a prospect, you have to deliver something of value to them that's going to enable them to make at least one step forward, no matter how big or how small, at least one step forward in their buying process, right? Move them closer to making a decision. Otherwise, why did they invest their time in you? And what seems like one of the strengths of screen-to-screen selling is that you can serve consume the customer's time in a little bit smaller bites, right? You're asking for smaller investment of time, which to me sort of helps them learn, helps them learn more easily because they're, again, absorbing the information in smaller chunks. I mean, do you yeah. see that to be the case? Yeah. I, one, of the, one, of the, one of the things that um, I would encourage anybody to think about is a skill set I've included in the book. It's called quick access memory. And in sales, we have to think about creating value, not as an event, but as a process and continuously delivering value in small, uh, chunkable learning moments to the point when they make that decision. Uh, it, there's less objections um, that it's easier for them uh, to move forward. So in quick access memory, comes down to three things. Number one is what's the content? Second is what's the tool? And then third is what's the delivery or the customer's preferred method of communication? Mm-hmm. So. With content, you have examples like pictures or infographics or process maps. Um, you have videos, video tutorials, you know, small, 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 learnable, teachable moments inside of there. Um, PowerPoint, um, you know, is an example uh, as as not not as a presentation tool, but as a supporting visual aid, you know, afterwards. 
So, um, you know, what's the content? If, if As long as we have really good, compelling content, I know Jacob J. Bayer talks about creating content so good that people are willing to pay for it. That's the mentality that we have to have. And if, 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 that's, not, if that's not something that's a skill set inside of the sales, then we need to lean on the marketing department to make sure that they're telling, they're, they're telling the right message for, uh, for the customers inside of, the, inside of that content. Um, second is is what's the right tool that you're going to be able to share that content and so you know example simple examples you might be already using are YouTube for video um, uh, you know Instagram for for pictures or maybe it's SlideShare for PowerPoint um, what's the easiest tool that a customer if you did send them an online PowerPoint as a text message they could quickly open it up on a mobile device so by selecting the right tool that's user friendly on a mobile device is critically important because guess what you know the amount of searches that are that are happening on mobile are, are exceeding you know searches on desktop today so mm-hmm. we have to really think about you know choosing very mobile friendly tools inside of that process and then third is you know we look at the customer's preferred method of communication um, what is that I mean is that is that sending them an email? Is that sending them a text message? Is that Facebook instant messenger? Is that Skype instant messenger? And so being able to find the right content that you already created inside of your mobile device that's been already uploaded to the right tool, right? So you're, that's already exists online. In, in, in UX, they call that your information architecture. It's kind of like your brain online. But then in sales is quickly being able to access that content using the right tool through the customer's preferred method of communication. And all that really is, is a simple copy paste, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, if, if, if I'm going to text message a PowerPoint to somebody who, who sent me a question after a seminar, I'll just go to, go to it real quick, tap, tap. In five seconds, I've text messaged them the link to my PowerPoint presentation. Now, that's a skill set that we have to look at, not just of creating good quality, but also increasing the or decreasing the customer responsiveness. So, for example, if it takes you 10 minutes to send on, um, let's say, an online PowerPoint, or maybe even say, wait till I get back to the office to send that to you, <laughs> probably if you're in a competitive situation, you might have lost that opportunity. So, the shorter that we're able to send the right content in the right moment through the right tool, through their preferred method of communication is another way of standing out in today's competitive market. Yeah, and I think a better way for people to look about look at it is to say, and this is my perspective, is, is not that you might have lost the opportunity, but by doing so, you win the opportunity because no one else is going to be doing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, great. we talk about things here that, that are certainly accessible to every company out there, but the fact of life is, yeah, most aren't going to do it, you know, at least not in the, the near term, right? And so, if you're listening to the show and you think, gosh, what's one way I can, one approach I can take to sort of start setting myself apart from my competitors? Well, some of the things we're talking about here today in terms of screen to screen selling and some of the tools and being mobile friendly and communicating the way the customer wants to communicate, just good basic salesmanship in this day and age, it sets you apart. And so, it's not like I said, not doing it won't necessarily lose you the deal, but if you increase your odds of winning, if you do it. Yeah, and you know, even even you know, we're talking about you know differentiation. Um, you know, how many sales presentations have you seen that are fill in the blank compared to bulleted slides? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very few. I mean, <laughs> very few. I mean, you know, it's it's a quick way to be able to stand yourself apart because you know the the visuals that you create, those diagnostic visual fill in the blank types types of slides that you put in, those are customized to your process. It's not like we're just taking you know one, two, three, four, and then say there you go. Um, we're able to engage 
our customers in a new and exciting way, um, eliminates assumptions, and gets right down to solving their problems faster. Yeah, well, I think, again, if you look at this concept of using a digital whiteboard, um, you know, if you come into a meeting and you say, look, here are the three key points that I want to communicate to the, to the customer, to the prospect, in this session, I mean, you just remember them and maybe start write one at the top of, of your whiteboard, right? And then, hey, let's discuss that. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're working with a C-suite executive and you come with slides, you've already lost. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if, you come up, if you come with a whiteboard and you ask a really good pr- provocative question, you start to summarize their answer on the whiteboard, then you're going to have then you're going to have your attention. Well, so, then there's, there's ownership on their part, right? There's that, this <laughs> yeah. whole thing we talked about before of co-creation. We're co-creating their solution and you know, collaborating to be able to do so. They've got some sense of ownership about it. Again, does it make you win the deal 100% of the time? No, but it actually puts you in a better position. Yeah, and who says that a, who says that a sales meeting or sales appointment has to last an hour? Well, that's, right? that's the great thing about That's what we were talking about is you know, the small bites is – yeah, it's, it's stop selling the way that you trying to fit this technology into the way you always sold before, right? So stop thinking about a meeting has to be an hour or a meeting has to be two hours. Just stop thinking that, geez, if I have a meeting today, it's going to take the customer three days to digest the information, so I'm going to get back to them on Tuesday. It just doesn't work that way anymore, people. You yeah, know, if, you, guess- if you give somebody a small bit of information today and say, look, I want to follow up with you on this because you raised this point, I'll get back to you later this afternoon. We might have another of these meetings this afternoon, another 10-minute video session. Yeah, why not? And, you know, wh- one of the interesting things that I found is once we, once we build enough trust to, to engage a customer in some sort of collaborative technology, um, you know, the meeting actually is, 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 ex- is an extension of some sort of project management that you put into place. So if you create a, a, quick, a quick checklist of for what a customer – uh, steps to do next, right? And you invite them, and they and they actually start to engage in it. Now they've now they've almost bought into that process because why? You've already you've, it's almost like you've already started you know working working with them, and it would be take them a lot more time to try to work in somebody else's system when you've already created something customized for them. Um, so you know one of the tools I like to use is Wonderlist. That's uh, W U N D R E L L I S T. It's a very simple project management system. I think Microsoft just bought them because it, because of how many millions of users that they've adopted. Um, that's just another tool that kind of will will start to add value as you start to continue that conversation. Great, another suggestion from Doug Davitri. So we've got Dosiri and Wonderlist. All right, Doug, we're moving to the last segment of the show here. Where I ask you some rapid fire questions, and you can give me one word answers, or you can elaborate as you wish. Are you ready? Please. Okay. So, first one, what's the most powerful sales tool in your arsenal? Ears. Ears. You listen. Or is it your ears? <laughs> My ears. Yeah, I, don't, I, forget, I forget what that, I think it's your ears. And there's probably an organ inside that actually does it probably, you know, that activates it. But yeah, de- most definitely my ears. All right. So, name one tool you use for, or app that you use for sales or sales management that you can't live without. Doseri. Doseri. Who's your sales role model? Boy, I've I've been so blessed to have so many great people. Um, I can't give one name. Um, by giving one name would be no name two. Yeah, we'll let you off the hook. Give us two. Boy, um, I would say Alan Weiss. Mm-hmm. 
I'll give you a reason if you'd like. Sure, go ahead. Um, biggest, biggest lesson he taught, taught me was focus more about the result and the outcome rather than the activity. Okay. Now that seems a little simple, but man, when you start to dissect what it is we really do, doing, solving the problem faster, creating as much value as possible, you know, nobody better than, than Alan on that. All right. You said the second one or no? Just one? You know, probably the next sales influencer is Art Subcheck. Oh, good. Art. Very good. Cold calling expert. Now, here's, here's why Art. You know, speaking, you know, selling remotely over the phone is critically important. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, communicating in social media. Art, art, nobody, nobody does it better than Art as far as getting in the door to build that conversation. And without that skill set, you know, none of us would be able to do what we do best. Okay, excellent. Good choices. Next question. What's the one book that every salesperson should read, whether it's a sales book or not? What's the one book every salesperson should read? Boy, I've got so many of them, Andy. That's a, that's a tough one. I would probably say Mike Weinberg's New Sales Simplified. I have not got a chance to dig into his latest book, his, his new one, uh, Sales Management Simplified. But man, when you talk about new business development, nobody makes it any more simpler than, than Mike Weinberg. Good choice. And of course, you're supporting your homie there in St. Louis. <laughs> That's right. All okay. right. So what's the favorite? This is really a tough question. What's your favorite music to listen to to psych yourself up for an important meeting or sales call? My favorite music, boy. Um, you know, I've got a couple. I think I think any sales professional needs to have their iTunes playlist um, to get them to get them through the day. So, what's favorite on your playlist? I can't think of the name of the artist, but it's "Stay with Me." Oh, Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Yeah, there you go. All right, there you go. Good choice. Good song. So what's the first sales activity you do every day? The first sales activity that I do every day is review the list of the people who I know I can make the biggest impact for. Good answer. Last question. What's the one question you get asked most frequently by salespeople? How can I continue the same amount of sales or increase my sales volume and not get overwhelmed with all the latest technology? And what's your answer? Simplify. Meaning? Focus more on the problem that you're trying to solve rather mm -hmm. than trying to find a solution or rather than have a solution and trying to find what problem it solves. Got it. So in other words, man, there's so many different tools out there that if you tried to even learn how to use every one of them, <laughs> you, know, you, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't be selling. No. Right? Yeah, and find what works for you and... All right, put it to use. Well, great. Good answers. Well, thank you. So I want to thank my guest today, Doug DeVitri, for joining us. Doug is the author of Screen to Screen Selling. Make sure you go out and purchase it. Doug, tell folks how they can learn more about you. Great. Well, so ScreenScreenSelling.com. If you just Google it, you'll see the amount of content that we've been creating. We have our own video podcast um, that we've got interviews on many different types of sales experts, technology, non-technology. We publish a magazine that, that includes some of the articles and some of the tools that we reinforce. So if you just go to our website, screen-to-screen-selling.com, um, you know, share with us your email address. We create tremendous amount of value So to help you um, 
accelerate your learning curve. Excellent. Excellent. Good. Well, I really appreciate you joining us today. And remember, friends, make it a part of your day every day, like you did today, to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. Subscribing to this podcast is an easy way to do that, because then you'll make sure that you don't miss any of our conversations with top business experts, like our guest today, Doug DeVitri, who share their experience and expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So thanks for joining us. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.